2: Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio.
3: On a Friday, January 8th, 2021... Good Friday morning to you. Coming up with the program today, so much to talk about. Great to have Doug Keck back with us. Doug, as you well know, is the President and Chief Operating Officer of the network each Friday. He joins us to give us the inside word or the scoop on what's coming up on programming, and he also gives his great perspective on all things Catholic and beyond. Always enjoy our conversations. I know you do as well. So Doug will be up at 15 minutes past the hour. Also from Catholic News Agency, a great resource for you if you're looking for news And truth, might I add, from a Catholic perspective, well, we have all truth as in fullness of truth coming from God, but anyway, you get it, I digress. CatholicNewsAgency.com is a website, and the senior correspondent in Washington, Matt Hadro, is going to be joining us at 28 minutes past the hour. To take a look at an article he wrote, very good uh, summary of what pro-lifers are looking to accomplish in the next few years, uh, starting with this year in 2021, because obviously it's going to be, it's always an uphill battle in terms of life. But when you have a president who has said that, and well, he will be president now on um, the inauguration day because they have uh, already said that things are moving along and to peace, Basically, what Biden has said, and he said this right before the election, actually, he said it in the town hall meeting, that he wants to codify Roe v. Wade. We already have on the books, because of Roe v. Wade, from the Supreme Court decisions, abortion on demand through nine months of pregnancy. That's what it gave us. And you have a push in many places for infanticide. And now what uh, Biden says he wants to do when he takes over uh, later this month is he wants to make it the law of the land. So what was happened, as Kristen Hawkins explained the other day from Students for Life, we've been able to um, limit abortions. And in some places, because of the limits and this very, very hard continuing grassroots efforts, shut down abortion mills to the point of now pregnancy resource centers outnumber abortion facilities around the country. But when you have leaders who say they want to codify it and they want to make it the law of the land so the states don't have any say in it, and then make people pay for it, what are we looking at as a pro-life community? How is that going to affect us in defending life from womb to tomb? So Matt's going to take a look at that. Could we still have some state regulations in place? I don't know. We'll see. That's what we'll discuss. And then we'll wrap up with another well-known person from EWTN, and that is our dear friend Raymond Arroyo from The World Over. By the way, if you didn't see the show last night, The World Over... You need to check it out. Great show and some great interviews, including a great exchange with Father Sirico from the Acton Institute, Raymond, and then Bill Donahue from the Catholic League, talking about the riots on Wednesday, the cancel culture, the double standards of uh, the left, especially the media. And being that this is a fact-check Friday, which we're getting back to now, we obviously took the days off for the holidays. Raymond also, in addition to discussing this last night on The World Over, being the culture warrior that he is, he was looking at this in the segment he did most recently with Laura Ingram, and he looked at the double standard of the press in terms of, well, yes, they covered this, as they should have earlier in the week. We're talking mainly about the, the MSM, the MSNBCs, the CNNs, uh, the big newspapers, ABC, CBS, NBC, and how gavel to gavel coverage of what happened at the Capitol and, you know, condemning the riots, as we all should, and we did here as well right away, by the way. But so did many other media personalities who would be considered, let's say, uh, a Christian talk show host or a conservative talk show host, condemned it right away, came out very clearly and very quickly. But what is it about the media that they they just left alone or said very little or in many cases praised what happened last summer? And not just for one day or one afternoon, but for weeks on end in several major cities. If you look at Seattle in the so-called summer of love, as the mayor said last year and what happened there, hardly a summer of love all of the looting and burning and the attacks on police officers and other individuals. And yet, the media, hands off. Now, we should be covering both. We're not saying that. We covered it here extensively this week on this very program. Al's addressed it, as has the Catholic News Agency, EWTN News Nightly, Raymond on his program. We also covered the riots last year as well. So why is the media so guilty of a double standard? But now they're accusing us of a double standard. That's what they always do. That's what the left does, is they take exactly what they're doing and project it on us. Raymond had a lot of good things to say about that last night, as well as a segment on Laura's show. We'll talk with him coming up at 39 minutes past the hour. All right, let's get to the news. As you can imagine, busy news morning. Let's get right to it. It is a Friday, January eighth, two 2021. President Trump condemning the violence at the U.S. Capitol.
4: The demonstrators who infiltrated the Capitol have defiled the seat of American democracy. To those who engage in the acts of violence and destruction, you do not represent our country.
3: In an online video, the president saying anyone who broke the law will pay the price. Meanwhile, Iowa's Governor Kim Reynolds says there are still questions from the public about the integrity of the 2020 election that haven't been answered for them and that aren't going away.
5: What are we afraid of? Are we afraid
2: of answering those questions? Are we afraid of putting a group together or or putting some kind of process together where we can, we can reaffirm and we can answer some of those questions?
3: Reynolds saying she thinks it is a concern for the country. When half of the electorate feels that something may be wrong. A Florida political expert says those who want President Trump removed from office should not get their hopes up. South Florida Democratic Congress members, Louis Frankel, Alcee Hastings, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, Ted Deutsch, and Frederica Wilson are among those calling for the president's removal through the 25th Amendment. Nova Southeastern University political analyst Charles Zeldin says the Constitution gives the president the right to fight his removal. He also says with less than two weeks left till he leaves office, time is not on opponent's side. South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham is not supporting an effort, meanwhile, to remove the president from office.
0: As to the 25th Amendment being
4: invoked, I do not believe that's appropriate at this point. I'm looking for a peaceful transfer of power. I'm looking for the next 14 days to reset.
3: The Republican making that claim yesterday as many Democrats called for Vice President Mike Pence to invoke it following violence Wednesday at the U.S. Capitol. Despite being among the many leaders on both sides of the political aisle to immediately condemn the violence at the Capitol building this week, Senator Josh Hawley, his publishing giant Simon & Schuster, canceling his book contract, saying it's because he took part in the constitutional effort to challenge the election results. Hawley's upcoming book, titled The Tyranny of Big Tech, set to be released in June, according to a listing on the company's website.
6: Our Constitution was
0: built and put into place so that there would be, in the words of Abraham Lincoln, no appeal from ballots to bullets, which is what we saw, unfortunately, attempted tonight.
3: The Missouri Republican said violence is not how you achieve change, adding that the Capitol is the lawful place where those objections to the election should be heard. Hawley says he himself was a target of intimidation on Monday when members of Antifa protested outside his Virginia home. In a tweet, he said they threatened his wife and newborn child. He also said they screamed threats, vandalized, and tried to pound open the door. He also said he won't be intimidated by left-wing violence. He was the first U.S. senator to announce he would object to the results of the presidential election. He still called for an investigation into irregularities and election security reforms and said his family would not be intimidated by the violence. He also said he would fight his publisher's assault on First Amendment rights. Dean Muccio tells us the FBI is offering a major reward for helping finding those responsible for setting suspected pipe bombs
5: in Washington. The agency says the devices were found at both headquarters of the Republican National Committee and Democratic National Committee during protests Wednesday. A picture was posted of at least one suspect, but the person is wearing a hooded sweatshirt and face mask. The pipe bombs were reported while pro-Trump supporters stormed the U.S. Capitol building. The agency will give up to $50,000 for details that lead to an arrest and conviction.
3: In a setback for pro-life efforts, federal judges upholding injunctions or imposing new injunctions against multiple Arkansas pro-life laws, including bans on late-term abortion and bans on abortions that target a child with Down syndrome or because of his or her sex. Catholic News Agency reporting the three-judge panel of the 8th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals siding with a lower district court's 2019 ruling blocking the measures. The panel upholding the injunctions against two laws on the grounds, they would create a legal barrier to abortion before the viability of the unborn child. The first law bans abortions after 18 weeks, except in cases of rape, incest, and medical emergency. They would require doctors who perform abortions to be board-certified OBGYNs. The other law would prohibit abortions based solely on a Down syndrome diagnosis for the baby. Those new regulations had been set to go into effect in July of last year before initial injunctions blocked them. The first of six coronavirus mega sites opening today in New Jersey. Governor Murphy will be on hand at the Rockaway Town Square Mall in Morris County as he tours the location.
0: Vaccination
7: mega sites are preparing to open and hundreds of thousands of New Jerseyans, as I've already mentioned, have already raised their hands to say they're ready to receive the vaccine.
3: The other sites will include the Atlantic City Convention Center and the Meadowlands Complex. The state school remains to get 70% of the eligible adult population vaccinated within the next six months. In the Middle East, Syrian air defenses responding, as the Vatican Radio's Nathan Morley tells us, to an Israeli missile attack on Wednesday night.
5: This is the third such attack in just a fortnight. According to the Syrian state news agency Sana, the attack was carried out from over the Israeli-occupied Golan Heights. It targeted several military sites south of Damascus. The SANA report added that the Syrian air defences intercepted most of the incoming missiles. Residents in the city said the sound of anti-aircraft weapons could be heard over Damascus for over an hour, with television pictures showing a multi-storey building ablaze. Although there was no comment from Israel, two military defectors said the strikes hit the Kiswa area of the southern outskirts of the capital and military bases used by Lebanon's pro-Iranian Hezbollah group. Israeli missiles hit a military base in Zabadini suburb west of Damascus at the end of December. That killed one Syrian soldier and wounded three other men. Earlier this month, the Syrian Observatory for Human Rights said that Israel had carried out a total of 39 attacks on Syrian military sites in 2020.
3: Fifteen new Swiss Guard recruits arriving in Rome for basic training. Those recruits of the world's oldest standing army have already completed required military training in Switzerland. They will spend the next two months preparing to protect the Pope and the Apostolic Palace. And finally in our news segment, at about 13 minutes past the hour, on a Friday morning, January 8th, Boeing paying a hefty fine. On Thursday, the Department of Justice revealing the aviation company will pay over $2.5 billion Following the aftermath of those two 700, no, 737 MAX aircraft crashes that left hundreds of passengers dead. In a statement, the DOJ saying the devastating events unveiling fraudulent and deceptive conduct by those working for one of the world's leading commercial airplane manufacturers. The Lion Air Flight 610 and Ethiopian Airlines Flight 302 crashes taking place within just a few months apart in 2018 and 2019. Those planes were grounded for over a year because of those crashes. When we come back, we check in for the new year with Doug Keck and find out what's happening with programming in 2021 and beyond. Stay tuned.
0: This Ave Maria program is brought to you in part by the nonprofit CMF Curo. If you're facing uncertainty with your current health care plan, now is the time to join CMF Curo. You can join any time during the year, and CMF Curo offers flexible Catholic health care solutions for individuals, families, and employers. CMF Curo is your personal health care advocate. Contact them today at mycatholichealthcare.com. That's mycatholichealthcare.com.
8: I didn't take my faith seriously, which which probably means I I never really got it to begin with. No, I didn't want to give up sin. The reason we sin is because sin is fun. But it's it's self-love sin. But it's amazing with
0: God's grace how easy trying to not sin it really is. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason,
4: we invite you to take another look. Visit CatholicsComeHome.org today.
3: 15 minutes past the hour. It's a Friday morning, and great to have Doug Keck back with us after the holidays. Hope you had a, a restful time. Doug, good morning. Always good to talk to you.
7: Yeah, we rested up so we could deal with what's going on right now. So, uh, <laughs> it's bada like,
3: boom, bada you bing. Know, that's
7: right. Well, it's like everybody. You know, you go on these vacations, and it takes about half a day for you to go, oh, boy, when's my next vacation? So. Right. uh no, it was great, and uh, obviously, in the media business, even when you're off, you're still semi-on.
3: Yeah, uh, exactly. You're
7: always tracking or dealing through um, social media or email or something, but uh, yeah, there's a lot going on. Obviously, on the radio side, obviously, we had some big changes, you know, mm-hmm. and all change, uh, you know, makes a lot of people happy and some people unhappy, but uh, You've, that's the nature of the media business, and we're we're happy to add to our open line. Uh, Father John Tragilio on Mondays now is uh, is going to be our open line guy going forward. We had uh, you know John Martinoni on forever. I mean, I think John was twelve when he started working on that show, <laughs> so uh, he was on for almost seventeen years. And then uh, Father Larry uh, did a great job first for about five years or so, and now Father uh, Milady. Uh, has taken over thursday and so we've got a great lineup really of of priests and i think it's also good because when you're dealing with apologetics uh there's only so many ways you can answer the same question or a slightly different question Mm -hmm. i think it's great to have different perspectives from uh from different theologians over time to bring uh, a a different perspective to some of the answers and a nuance to their responses so we're excited about that and uh other programs on tv etc that we'll be launching and of course we have our uh, programming that's coming up this week the reformation on the council of trent is uh, running uh, this, later this morning people can check that out the saint rosa lima movie we've got the mass of the baptism of our lord still coming from the shrine in washington obviously the event from rome was canceled Mm-hmm. Um, there's some other programs people can look forward to. One on Christian pilgrimage to Jordan, focusing on the, the baptism of our Lord. That's on the 10th at 1:30 p.m. Another thing we run every year, of course, uh, you know, the pro-life month. Really, for EW10, as you well know, mm-hmm. uh, a great mini-series called "When They Say You Say" mm-hmm. that uh, uh, Olivia Turnagans did uh, years ago. Really, talking about. What you do when you're challenged, and I always thought it was a wonderful, wonderful uh, talk she gave. So we turned it into a five-part mini series, and that's going to be coming up uh, next week. So people can check that out at five thirty uh, Eastern. And the one and only Father Timothy Gallagher will join uh, Father Mitch on the live show next week, and he's always uh, great. He's got a new book. Coming new book, up from yeah. yeah I just saw that mm-hmm. as well. So we can look forward to that. I'm going to get a chance to interview him next week uh, for future air as well. Uh, So that's uh, just a taste of some of the things we have coming up. Obviously, uh, you know, people can go to our website and find all the great pro-life programming and really need it now because uh, there's going to be a lot of impact as there has been already on some of the actual uh, marches and events that are out there one way or the other. Um, you know, I'm afraid, unfortunately, what the recent uh, events in Washington, I'd have to think it's going to have some sort of a chilling effect, even on the March for Life. In I was Washington, going to ask you
3: that because um, you know I'm still planning, um, you know, according to our team, to go down there and, and cover it um, for us. But have you heard anything about what's going to well, happen? Well, P-
7: I talked to Peter yesterday, uh, Peter Gagnon, our VP of programming, and there's been some conversations, and I know there's another uh, phone meeting coming up, I believe, the beginning of uh, next week. Uh, to talk with the park police, et cetera. And I guess there'll be some more information at that. But you've got to figure that between people's concerns about COVID, COVID uh, at this right. point in time, you know, putting your kids on a bus and sending them someplace, uh, being together in a large group of people, uh, combined with, you know, what's gone on recently in the Capitol, especially since, you know, uh, there, there seems to be a, a mix of people there who... Uh, uh, whichever side they came from were interested in causing issues and problems rather than just peacefully protesting. And, you know, you always have to be concerned that those people show up. So we hope that this will be a wonderful event. Uh, and it has to be wonderful because it's, it's for the children. And, right. Uh, and so we have to stand up for them. But in many ways we may have to do some more uh, virtual kind of things because I know the West Coast uh, walk for life has been impacted as well by this
3: mm-hmm. well i'm willing to go there in person or to help out virtually with the coverage so um, I, i've covered many tense situations and you just have to keep your wits about you and be very careful and if you see it getting too rough then then you then you back away right but, well i would know. say
7: that there, our plans are totally to be on the ground that i would mm-hmm. assume you would be on the ground at yep. this point in time so i think uh, that's probably pretty much uh gonna happen unless something really changes Uh, Now, obviously, we have a new administration coming in as well, so that might have an impact. But uh, that's our plan at this time. But uh, as far as the actual numbers of people who might be showing up, I would think you'd have to be realistic and think there's got to be an impact, as well as, unfortunately, a certain amount, uh, as we saw, I think, in maybe the turnout even in the Georgia election, a certain amount of uh, people feeling uh, disappointed you know, in, mm-hmm. in,
3: in Here's parts. what I was thinking about, and I'm just I'm just thinking out loud here. And you actually alluded to it just a minute ago, so I think we're we're on the same page. And um, we know that that there was a combination of issues that happened at at the Capitol. We can't sit there and say that there were no. Um, conservatives that were involved in the violence. I mean, absolutely. obviously, uh, absolutely. Antifa, well, there, now there's been a confirmation about Antifa infiltrating. Uh, my concern is they, they're now using this as a battering ram against conservatives where they have to shut this down, canceling book contracts, uh, telling people to resign. My concern is that they would use this as a battering ram to try to shut down the march altogether, uh, saying right. that you know because of what happened, we can't trust anyone that, who has any conservative viewpoints.
7: That's a very good point, and that's why it's so important that we as conservatives or we as pro-lifers, let's put it that way, you don't have to be conservative to be pro-life, pro-life right. we're pro-lifers, um, that we act appropriately because uh, you know acting out like other people who we condemn is not the way for us to prove our point. Mm-hmm. It's very frustrating. Uh, we can see the double standard But it's just a fact. And it's kind of like turning the other cheek uh, or in the Christian teaching, the idea that, you know, we're supposed to love our enemy. Uh, That's not the way the world reacts. Uh, And so we have to make sure we do our best to continue to be uh, peaceful, positive pro-life witnesses and not allow people to get us to act out in a way that allows them to point at us and see. See, that's what I told you. I told you they're really violent underneath. They're really they 're really nasty. I told you these people they 're uneducated masses that 's the problem with these people
3: you see sometimes um, at at the march, even there are people and, and you don 't know where they 're from where they have these signs that that say you 're all going to 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 hell uh, and, and they, they try to go after and these are people who call themselves pro uh, pro life Right. Insult the women and men as silent memoir as as being evil and and sometimes what happens is then the media see that, and as opposed to the you know half a million people that are there that are loving on the the post abortive women and men that are there peacefully, they highlight uh, the negative people who are not putting out that that Christian message of love, which is a predominant throughout the march right. as Absolutely. we know uh, my other concern is that there could be people who infiltrate the, the march has been so peaceful doug and and you've been there forever uh, yes. i've been covering it now for the network for many years we've never had a problem never and we've cleaned up everything's been peaceful we never had any violations my concern is is someone on the other side tries to infiltrate god forbid and cause something and get everybody upset and that then all of a sudden they'll cover it and act as if this is who we are in the pro-life movement
7: well, I think, unfortunately, whether we like it or not, that's exactly how these things get covered, which is, um, you know, there can be uh, very bad behavior uh, by other uh, other groups uh, who claim certain causes and that either gets ignored or excused. But it, all it does is take for one Christian or a person who is pro-life to do something that they can exploit as a negative and it will be exploited because that's the point they want to prove. The problem is, as we all know, when regardless of political persuasion or, you know, whether you're uh, a liberal or conservative or an independent, if you're pro-life, the world is against you because it's against life. That's, uh, you know, because the devil hates uh, life um, that because it's the essence of what represents God and love. And so you're knowing going in that you're always going to be facing that, that anger, because there's a lot of people, as you know, from dealing with the, you know, Janet and the whole team at the Silent No More, you're talking about a lot of, lot of pain. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's nothing worse for a person who underneath is dealing with some level of pain and guilt for you to poke them in it. Right. You know, they, they want that to go away. They, in their own mind, have at least feel like, well, I've, I've covered that over. I dealt with that. And then you bring it up again, and, and, and the initial thing of ripping off the scab is incredibly painful. Mm-hmm. It's what they need to heal themselves. But but the reality is the initial reaction is always going to be to resist.
3: Right. Well, we remember a, we remain a peaceful presence, and we'll do our best to be there and cover these events as they come along. And to always... Um, be at a higher standard because we're called to it as Christians, and I think we do a great job, especially when we cover the March for Life and other issues. Thanks, Doug. Good to have you back on the program, and we'll talk again next week.
7: Always, my friend. God bless. God bless.
3: And we'll be right back. What is the...
8: That's St. Francis Village, a Catholic retirement community located in southwest Fort Worth on Benbrook Lake. A quiet place in a 250-acre country setting where you will love to live, enjoy the deer and turkeys, and walk to daily mass. If you are 62 and independent, call Mike at 817-292-5786 to get on the wait list and begin enjoying your retirement. Cottage rates starting at under 900 a month include utilities. Call St. Francis Village and ask for Mike, 817-292-5786. I'll bet you know by now that Amazon Smile is a great way to support your favorite charity. And supporting the Guadalupe Radio Network while you shop is easy. Step one, just start off at smile.amazon.com. Step two, choose La Promesa Foundation as your charity. La Promesa Foundation is the parent company of Guadalupe Radio Network. And step three, enjoy your shopping. Amazon will donate a portion of your purchase to the La Promesa Foundation, and it doesn't cost you any extra. La Promesa Foundation and Guadalupe Radio Network, thank you.
3: Welcome back, Catholic Connection, always promoting the great work of the Catholic News Agency. They're one of the sources I use to put my news together every morning. I appreciate their excellent journalism. On the phone with me is Matt Hadrew. He is the senior D.C. correspondent. And uh, uh, you've been a little busy lately, Matt? (laughs) Just saying. Yeah, slow slow
4: news week in D.C.
3: Yeah, nothing much going on. Nothing much going on. Well, listen, terrific piece at CNA regarding what pro-lifers are looking to accomplish. Uh, I think it was very, very honest. Uh, What are they looking to accomplish? What are we hoping to accomplish? And it's never easy with the pro-life issues, but there is a whole different Mm -hmm. uh, mentality now where we have a – Soon to be president, who has said many times publicly and very recently, as recently as last fall, that he wants to codify Roe v. Wade and make it the la- the la- law of the land. What are you seeing in terms of the people to whom you've spoken?
6: Sure. So um, obviously, the results of the two Senate elections on Tuesday night changed the landscape, you know, big time. Because I think pro- um, pro-lifers were really hoping that Republicans might keep a majority in the Senate, and therefore, you know, that could kind of be. Um, you know, a court like a, a stop, a stoppage point against a lot of stuff, um, a lot of pro abortion legislation. And, uh, now, you know, they're, yeah, they're going to have to be really on the defensive for the next couple of years. Uh, you had mentioned, um, Biden's promise to, uh, codify Roe v. Wade. Um, he's also said he wants to repeal the Hyde Amendment, which mm-hmm. is, uh, bars as as taxpayer funding of elective abortions and Medicaid. That's been a real priority of, uh, the pro abortion lobby in recent years. So it's, um, that's you know that's that's going to be one of the, mo- the more notable fights is uh, over hide over abortion funding
3: so what what are pro-lifers planning in terms of um, their their challenges to this legally and also their efforts in terms of outreach in and, and, and uh, public information
6: Sure so I mean you know uh, for one I think they're really um, going to be on the lookout for um, again as I said abortion funding with uh, with you know, I mean, any attempted repeal of the Hyde Amendment. Uh, it's not certain that Democrats would have the votes to do that. Um, particularly, Senator Joe Manchin, who's a Democrat, he's a moderate, he represents the conservative state of West Virginia. He said that he would, uh, you know, support keeping the Hyde Amendment. But, um, you know, as I've talked to, um, pro- you know, people in the know, there are a number of different ways where the Hyde Amendment can be undermined. And a number of new funding streams in um, healthcare legislation in COVID relief bills, uh, a number of new funding streams where, uh, abortion, abortion coverage, abortion providers can get taxpayer funding. Uh, and so they're really going to be on the lookout, um, particularly for those hidden, um, kind of, you know, language that's hidden deep down in bills, uh, you know, or, uh, lack of pro-life protections in the, in this legislation. Um, so, you know, abortion funding, um, also, President-elect Biden is going to have an easier time getting uh, judicial nominees through. And that's, you know, one, uh, one big accomplishment that pro-lifers thought uh, the Trump administration was getting a lot of uh, favorable judicial nominees uh, through the Senate. Now, with, you know, an effective Senate majority, um, President Biden will have an easier time uh, getting those nominees through. Uh,
3: but there were a number of, um, of pro-life judges that were appointed in the last four years, Correct.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and, uh, and again, that was, I think, uh, that was uh, one area where pro-lifers offered a lot of praise for the Trump administration, um, most notably in the Supreme Court, um, you know, filling three different Supreme Court seats. Uh, and uh, now I think one, um, you know, uh, pro-lifers might be on the lookout for uh, a possible vacancy. I believe Justice Breyer is 82 years old and, um, you know, he or others could uh, possibly retire in the next few years. And so that's, That's going to be one area of concern.
3: We're talking with Matt Hadro, senior correspondent in Washington for the Catholic News Agency, a report this week, what pro-lifers are looking to accomplish in 2021. I was talking to Doug previously in a regular Friday segment, as you may have heard, Matt, about the the March for Life. Hearing anything about that in terms of possible changes or what are pro-lifers saying about the march? What are they expecting?
6: Yeah, you know, I've uh, uh, reported on that several weeks ago, and, uh, you know, by and large, it was, uh, you know, it was, the march was still going to go on. Um, you know, logistically speaking, uh, I wasn't certain of all, um, you know, of all the details yet. And and I think things still might change, in, even in between now and uh, the march date, uh, just as far as how many people might be allowed, uh, what some of the restrictions are going to be uh, imposed by the D.C. authorities, by the National Park Service. So, um, you know, that, uh, there, there could still be changes in between now and then. Um, obviously, I think a lot of, uh, a lot of people might be re- reticent to travel during the pandemic.
0: Mm-hmm.
6: So I think numbers are, numbers are definitely expected to be down. Um, events, events that normally occur around the March for Life, such as the rally, the morning of, uh, the rose dinner, um, the mass, the, the, you know, the big the rally, mass, yeah. The night so before, the, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, yeah. Yeah. The rally, the rally, the morning of has been canceled and mass is going to be held via live stream. Um, so that's, you know, that's obviously a big change for this year.
3: Right. Uh, in terms of where we go from here, what, how would you encourage our listeners on, on how they can make a difference? Because uh, we're, we're thankful for the outlets that we have at, at EW Channel Radio Affiliates and the great news outlets uh, in which you're involved as well, Catholic News Agency uh, more specifically. But we feel there's a lot of people, and I'm sure you're hearing this too because you're reaching out to the public daily, and I'm sure your beautiful wife, Catherine, from Pro-Life Weekly is hearing this too. People are very um, frustrated with the with the propaganda, and they feel overwhelmed. And I've noticed the last couple of days on Facebook, I've been trying to encourage people stay the course. You know, this is not our first challenge. Uh, yeah, it's probably going to be different and, and more difficult in many ways. But you know, we don't. You know, our mission, who we are as Christians, doesn't end with any particular politician, wherever they may be on the issue. We keep moving forward because we are who we are what can we how can we encourage them to continue trying to do whatever they can to get the word out what would you suggest
6: sure that's a you know that's a good question um because i remember a lot of a lot of people i know were concerned uh back you know back uh, in 2009 when president obama was elected uh, there were people i knew who were very concerned when trump was elected in 2016 who you know were not fans of him and uh it's you know i think especially having friends who work in politics who work on capitol hill it's very much, you know, things things happen in cycles. Uh, things move back and forth, and um, you know, yes, there can be uh, there can be big policy defeats. There can be big policy victories, um, but it's things are things are not necessarily as uh, you know irredeemable as they might seem, or you know, it's, it's basically you know I have friends. Friends who work in politics who say, like, you know, if you if you get discouraged easily, you shouldn't work in politics uh, right. because, you know, there will or be the pro-life movement,
3: <laughs> quite frankly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right? And so I think yeah. And so.
6: Um, yeah. So politically speaking, for the pro-life movement, uh, yes, you know, there will be there may be a lot of difficulties ahead. Um, they've there's obviously been policy accomplishments uh, in the last four years. And, uh, you know, there, you know, so things will things will continue to move back and forth. Um, you know, the, uh, just as significant is really uh, the battle for hearts and minds. And so right. I think, exactly. you know, especially, you know, you'll see pro lifers argue, well, you know, we also really need to work on changing the culture. And uh, that's, yeah, so, you know, that, that will, you know, that'll be very significant as
3: well. But that starts and, with changing hearts and minds, changing the culture, right? I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, we yeah. have to address cultural issues and make sure we have great resources out there for people. But, you know, unless you're changing hearts and minds to get people to understand what is really at stake here, you can have all the the you know the pro life messaging you want, but you need people to 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 embrace it and understand about the dignity of the human person. Yeah, exactly.
6: And, and I think that's uh, you know that's that's what pro lifers uh, you know are trying to do, particularly at you know whether it's at crisis pregnancy centers or uh, you know with other groups. You know, really just trying to work through
3: relationships. Well, thank you so, so that, much yeah. for joining us. We're out of time, of and uh, maybe I'll bump into you, uh, God willing, in a couple of weeks down in D.C. always enjoyed chatting with your wife from Pro-Life Weekly. She does such a great job. Tell her I said hi. And so do you, Matt Hadrew, Senior D.C. Correspondent for Catholic News Agency. Another great person from EW10, our friend Raymond Arroyo up next to talk about the media hypocrisy in our Fact Check Friday. We'll be right back.
2: Are you a high school or college student looking for some radio experience to add to your resume? We at KATH 910 AM are looking for a volunteer intern to come in for a couple hours on Mondays and Fridays to help with our live programs. No prior experience is needed. We are simply looking for someone with a good work ethic who wants to learn something new. If you think you might be a good fit, please email us at kath@grnonline.com. Again, that's kath at grnonline.com.
8: Did you know the Knights of Columbus was founded by a priest to provide for widows and orphans? This was Father McGivney's primary concern in 1882 at our founding. Today, the Knights of Columbus has grown into a Fortune 1000 company that has over $24 billion in assets and well over $111 billion of life insurance in force. Doesn't your Catholic family deserve to be protected by a Catholic company that has your morals and faith in mind? Join today online and discover our Catholic difference at Knights.net.
1: Hi, this is Dave Palmer with a reminder to download the Guadalupe Radio Network app on your smartphone. It's very simple to do, and once you have the app on your phone, you can listen to a crystal clear signal of this station, KTH 910 AM, 24 hours a day, anywhere you are. If you have any questions about our app or need help setting it up on your phone, contact me through email, Palmer at grnonline.com. Hello, it's Todd Sluter, licensed professional counselor with Epiphany Counseling and longtime sponsor of GRN. I have been blessed to work with many individuals, couples, teens and families in our diocese for the past eight years, incorporating counseling principles with authentic Catholic values. God wants you to have a greater sense of joy and purpose. If you or someone you know are struggling to find purpose, stuck moving forward with goals in life, or a relationship is not working, you may need to seek a counselor to help regain hope and healing. You may get in touch with me at 469-556-8336.
3: Welcome back, Catholic Connection, best selling New York Times author Raymond Arroyo, host of The World Over, author, speaker, journalist. Someone I admire greatly who has been a big supporter of mine, and we have a similar news background, so we're very sensitive to what's going on in the media, and I really, really appreciated his take on the things that are going on in the culture, especially with the media. Great show last night uh, Father Sirico, Bill Donahue, uh, folks from the Population Research Institute on The World Over, and then also a brilliant segment the other night with Laura Ingram. And, and Raymond, you and I uh, are, are very, I think, probably more sensitive to this than most people because of the way we were trained. And when we were brought up in journalism school, it wasn't like this. There was always a, a sense of, yeah, okay, there's there's a sense of liberalism in the media and, you know, thinking that they're identifying with, with the underdog and whatnot. And that started, I think, with the Vietnam conflict a long time ago, but never to the point where there is some... Um, a blitz now, such propaganda to the nth degree, where a particular narrative is being created, and it's a narrative of a non-reality. Just, just your thoughts on the developments regarding the media this last week. And by the way, well, thanks I, look, for joining us.
4: Yeah, thank you, Teresa, for having me. I, I think what we're seeing is a misreading, and this has been going on for years. This is not a new phenomenon. right? And it is largely politically motivated reportage and coverage and in, um that is so i think detrimental to the republic. Look, w- w- no matter what I'm doing. First and foremost, we are children of God and Americans, okay? And when you look at those two propositions and you accept them. One is you have to look with with clarity and charity at the world and you see the brokenness and the woundedness in the world. That's part of the world. The other the on the other hand, the republic The republic stands on the back of clear information and an informed populace. That's what the entire experiment was predicated on. An informed populace that then, once every two years, once every four years, could go to the ballot box and have their voices heard and and have a hand in shaping their government. But we are now at a place where reality is so distorted, Mm -hmm. where we have good guys and bad guys, worse than that, evil people and saints, And there's no middle ground. And I don't know about you, but I don't encounter too many saints in the course of my life. A few maybe here and there, probably more than most. Um, But not on a daily basis, I can tell you. And certainly not in the world of politics. And when I cover this, when I watch this, uh, it breaks my heart to see uh, media pit American against American. And that's what's happened and is happening now. And there are also, by the way, pitting catholic against catholic mm-hmm. we see this blood sport it's a blood sport out there and i will tell you look there are times where i'm I tempted to jump in grab my axe and jump into the mosh pit uh it's a mistake it's a big temptation and a mistake um we have to hold our fire we have to be very careful mm-hmm. i think particularly now about right. what we're saying how we're saying mm-hmm. but uh this narrative look the violence that, that um, swarmed the Capitol the other day resulted in the death of a, of a veteran, um, a woman who was unarmed, and a cop, by the way, who we just learned died. Um, this is a sad and tragic loss of life that should never have happened, and violence is to be condemned. I have always condemned mob violence. It is not the way to roll. It is not the way to go. And I condemned it over the summer. When it was being waged in the name of racial justice, I didn't see too much racial justice because the kids I saw were white, middle-aged, entitled kids, you know, all dressed in black and, you know, with with tactical gear. That didn't look like, uh, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King and the Freedom Riders to me. Uh, And it wasn't. And it wasn't. But the the trail of violence left in their wake, the destruction of property, life, um, businesses, and federal institutions... And I did not hear any of these denunciations that we're now hearing. Mm -hmm. Now you would have sworn. And, and, and though these people were violent and went in, at least they didn't leave us a trail, the trail, deep trail of destruction that we saw over the summer. But, Look, none of it is justifiable. No, None of it it is
3: justified, but I was saying in introducing our segment today that that you and I and Al and everyone on EW10 and all of our outlets, we called out the violence this week immediately. Father Mitch was on with me the day after talking about this. Um, Last summer we covered it on a regular basis that the violence is wrong, and, and we made sure that we let people know, as you were saying last night in your program, which I thought was a really important point, that you do not lump, everyone into the same category or paint them with the same broad brush, which is now happening to the nth degree, where they are using what happened this week at the Capitol as a battering ram to shut down even further free speech. You have Hawley's book contract that was cancelled. You have airlines saying they weren't going to serve alcohol to to Trump supporters on on the way back. You have all these things happening, and this was, and again, not justifying anything that happened on Wednesday, because it, it was wrong, as all violence is wrong, but then last summer nothing not one word unless i missed it during the democratic convention about the violence no one talking about the violence that went on for weeks across the country raymond
4: well because it wasn't politically expedient to do so look joe biden was a mute on on this violence for months as it raged in cities and he never once called the people who took to the streets of America, breaking windows, destroying businesses, destroying lives. He didn't call them thugs.
3: He did that yesterday.
4: He didn't Mm -hmm. say they were insurrectionists. But, Teresa, over the weekend, over New Year's Eve, Antifa launched two riots that we heard nothing about. I don't remember anyone calling this out in Portland, in Philadelphia. They were Molotov cocktailing of federal courthouses, two of them. These people have been prosecuted. Raymond's not making this up. It Mm -hmm. happened. No one called it out. And my take is, I don't care who you are. I don't care what your political point of view or your grievance. You are not entitled to destroy, loot, burn, or kill anyone. That is not an appropriate form of protest. It never is. Never. And there were people over the summer saying this was an appropriate form of protest. Mm -hmm. It is not. I don't care if the right's doing it or the left is doing it. And we need to clearly state that. And then I think we also have to say, let us not, because, look, I get there are racial, deep-seated racial injustices in America. I get it. I actually live in a place, and I share tables, and I share restaurants, and I share sporting events and life with African-Americans in New Orleans. I see what they go through up close. I'm also the son of a, of a, a Hispanic immigrant. I know what prejudice looks like and feels like, because I've had it visited on my family and friends. Um, So I get that. I also understand deep-seated religious intolerance that has been visited upon people, and cultural intolerance. And I think we can't let this moment of disunity permit farther Injustices and deeper injustices It will only end
3: past. Right and my concern right now And, and you spoke about this last night on, on your program is that so many people Are being a, a influenced by, by This propaganda and I'm talking about people Within the church based on some of the comments I'm sure you're getting the same in emails And on Facebook to the point which I don't mm-hmm. like doing I had to delete a lot of the the, uh, comments that were coming because of the awful foul language and the misinformation that they were were putting out there. I want to play Mm -hmm. the clip within your segment that you did with Laura Ingram earlier this week where you uh, actually highlighted, and this is very, very important, what the various uh, big MSM outlets were saying um, or weren't saying last summer about the riots that went on for weeks and weeks all over the country. Take a listen.
6: Now, too many see the protests as the problem. And please... Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful.
2: Go up. You know there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives, and unfortunately, there's plenty to go around.
5: I want to be clear in how I characterize this. This is a mostly
4: a protest. Uh, it is not. Uh, it is not generally speaking unruly.
3: I don't know which, which clip is, is more profound. The one where the interview, I think it was on MSNBC on Joy Reid's show, where the woman was saying there has to be unrest in the streets as long as there is unrest in our lives. Or the reporter who was standing in front of the burning building, Raymond, with flamage up to like 10 feet in the air and saying it's uh, mostly no. peaceful.
4: It's so ridiculous. It, look, it, it, it's ridiculous. People know, but this, is where I, but this is what I always return to, and I, I pray I'm right. The American people, I, I think, I believe, have a deep-seated sense of humanity and common sense. And they want peace. I, do, I believe the vast majority, that is where they live. And when they see that sort of nonsense, th- th- they see right through it. I don't believe they were convincing anybody. They were talking to themselves. And um, part of what we saw play out politically was and is a demonization of people. There's a huge demonization underway right now of people for their political point of view, their religious point of view. Look, I, 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 I know of a grocer, but this is how granular it's getting, Teresa. A grocer, and I won't say what city, because I don't want people continuing the boycott. They are actually boycotting a grocery chain because one of the owners was at a Trump rally last week. Now, people can have political point of views. They can differ from you. And I don't know if that merits boycott. In fact, I know it doesn't. And, and if we go down this path, then people are going to begin to look at the politics of other corporations, Visa, uh, Starbucks, Disney, and willy-nilly start boycotting those organizations. We'll have nothing left. Americans will just sit home all the time, which I think is what the governing class would like us to do, and I guess we'll knit and, and grow our own soybeans in the backyard. That's the future they have for us. This cannot be an American future. This is a narrow, jackbooted, nasty future. And when I see columnists of once, who once had real credibility just attacking savagely other Americans, I can say this, Teresa, and I think uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to too broadly say it, but I'll, I think I'm right on this. I have never once, ever, called for a group of Americans of any stripe to be pulled out of society, or mm-hmm. smashed down, or mm-hmm. arrested, or rounded up, because I disagree with him. And uh, yeah. despite uh, a lot of commentary to the contrary, because thank God, I thank the Lord that I have video of everything I say. Um, even when the vegano thing dropped, and he was calling for the Pope's resignation. I said the first night, this is problematic, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm queasy, and I don't like the idea of right. somebody telling a pope to resign. Why? It's because it goes too far. We have to be we have to be measured. We have to be careful in the things we say, and I believe in airing all points of view. And there are people now who don't believe that, Teresa, and right. that's why we've become the enemy of the state <laughs> because right. we dare to allow conservatives, liberals, and people in between to come on and with civility voice their opinion then people can decide do i agree with this or disagree do i like this or not does this cohere with my values or not that's our job to question to inquire to press and to expose viewpoints to the public so they can make a reasonable decision at the ballot box and in their lives and when we don't do that when we only show one little sliver of things then it's problematic, and that's increasingly where we're moving. So we how, do we, how do we how do we move past this? We have about
3: two minutes left, and, and what do you see? Because I, I think we have to, you know, st- steady the course, stay the course, keep doing what we're doing, and always take the high road, which we should anyway, regardless of the situation. But to be not afraid to to put things out there, put the truth out there, and allow people to make up their own minds. What else can we do? Because a lot of people I'm hearing, and I mentioned this uh, in the first hour of my program on Facebook, okay. are, are very concerned and they're very frightened because they see the way people are being treated, and they're, um, they're retreating in terms of, as you said, you were giving me that, that analogy of staying home and knitting. I'm afraid there's a lot of people who are either thinking about doing that. Uh, no, no, uh, no. You know. Look, what do we my, do?
4: My friend, my friend Rod Dreher and I deeply disagree on this Benedict Option routine, which he, he floated a few years ago, which is basically go into some sort of monastic living, mm-hmm. and you and your family preserve yourselves. That, is, that to my mind, is antithetical to life. Uh, Christ did not appear in a little, you know, pod and stay home with Peter and his mother-in-law. No. He went out. He went into the byways. He challenged the culture of the time. He raised a different standard. That is what we're called to do. And in my case and yours, tell stories, good stories, uplifting stories, I hope, that draw people to the truth and light and reality. That is what we're called to do. And we must get out of this mindset of... Um, this idea that somehow you have to still voices or be silenced, that it's better for you just to shut up.
3: That's not acceptable in your life. I was told society. that twice yesterday, once on Facebook and once in an email. Shut, literally, shut up. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's very Christian. Well, both, well you're, you're, you're also Italian, too, in addition to being Hispanic, so that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen with me. And you know, We're very feisty. Raymond, thank you so much. I know you're extremely busy. Great discussion. We have to have you back on. Great program. And always check out RaymondArroyo.com. Uh, his Facebook page has many wonderful best-selling books. And, of course, his program on EWTN, The World Over. We'll be right back.
4: Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Over the last 50 years, we've had some of the greatest popes since the Reformation era. So why are things such a mess in American Catholicism? How do we analyze and confront the attacks we're facing? How do we identify wolves in sheep's clothing? How do we re-evangelize the baptized? Dr. Ralph Martin makes sense of a church in crisis and shows pathways forward. He'll make sense of a disordered world. Go to AveMariaRadio.net and you'll find it in our online bookstore. The EWTN home video highlight for January is A Wolf in Sheep's Clothing 2, The Gender Agenda. For two centuries,
7: the ideologues of socialism or communism have used deceptive word jugglery to rebrand themselves as
4: liberals or progressives. Order your DVD at EWTNRC.com, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, or call 1-800-854-6316.
7: More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com.
3: Don't forget to check out the great work of Raymond Arroyo. RaymondArroyo.com and The World Over every week. Great interviews. Uh, Don't forget our Bible virtual program coming up. Go to AveMariaRadio.net or my Facebook page. Or also my website, TeresaTominion.com slash events. Get closer to God to make a difference, as Raymond just said. We'll talk to you on a Monday. Ciao, ciao.
0: You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is
3: a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is
2: Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit avemariaradio.net. That's a-v-e maria radio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection.
7: In your car, at the office, or in your home, we're always here. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your
0: soul.
6: St. Mark the Evangelist Catholic Church in Plano has teamed up with Catholic Charities Dallas Mobile Food Bank to offer food for those in need. Items being distributed include perishable food items from the North Texas Food Bank such as Fruit vegetables, and other food items. The next visit is on Saturday, January 16th from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. at the Smith Pastoral Center parking lot at the parish. Food recipients will remain in their cars and their food will be placed in their trunks.
0: This is Tony Beshera. My wife, Chris, and I own Babich & Associates. We are the oldest placement and recruitment firm in the state of Texas and proud sponsors of the Guadalupe Radio Network. We are also members of St. Thomas Aquinas in Dallas. Babich & Associates offers candidates insights into the current job market and provides professional candidates we have interviewed on a face-to-face basis to our employers. Our number to call is 214-823-9999, or you can find us on the web at babich.com.
7: Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, dallas Fort Worth in North Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone.